You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it with tales from all over the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, hey there, AP. Hi, Murph. How's it going? Oh, fantastic. I know we try not to talk about weather on the show, but today is literally perfect for cycling. It's so amazing. Time to get out there and get your reg ride miles in. Yeah. I mean, it's getting down to the wire here and it's time to start training. I was talking to my brother over the 4th of July weekend and he has not trained yet. And I said, brother, it's time. <laughs> it's we're only a couple of weeks away from Ragbra at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he's a glutton for punishment, though. <laughs> so, Murph, uh, why did the bicycle fall over? <laughs> um, I don't know. Why did the bicycle fall over? Because it was too tired. <laughs> uh, so um, what's your favorite bicycle related joke or funny story? Oh, geez. Uh, okay. Well, that's definitely a joke that I've heard before. I don't know if I remember it, but um, how about um, how did the barber win the bike race? Uh, I don't know how. He took a shortcut. <laughs> We're hilarious, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> okay, so speaking of hilarious, we're going to be asking you, the listeners, for your Ragbri cycling stories. And this is going to be coming up in a few weeks. So this is your teaser. So we're looking for extremely short and not too dark of stories. So yeah, so start thinking about the stories that you have that you might be able to share with us at the Just Go Bike podcast booth in the expo in Sioux City and then in every overnight town along the way. We're going to be there recording podcasts and we're going to be wanting to hear your stories about ragbri or cycling or anything related. Um, maybe funny, maybe a little bit dark, maybe corny, certainly corny, um, <laughs> but try to keep it clean. And jokes too, like right. right, like the ones that we shared. I mean, if you have all those things, so um, oh, I'm a I'm a sucker for a dad joke. <laughs> so that is true. I I and I love hearing stories. I I tested this out with my bike club last night, and it was pretty funny to hear the different stories people had that were ragbri related and funny, but not you know not too revealing. Yeah. Yeah. So Murph, do you have an example that you could share with the listeners so maybe they can start thinking of ideas of their own? Yes. Okay. Okay. I do have one. Okay. okay. So this one's more of a confession and please Ooh. don't judge me. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> I already judged you long ago. <laughs> <laughs> but this is many, many years ago. Uh, I used to do ragbri on a bus with a team and there was a time a bunch of us girls decided to sag into the overnight town on our bus mm. and so before we got on the bus everyone was kind of gathered around you know we're probably drinking beer in whatever town we were in and one of our team members who maybe let's just say wasn't the most popular guy mm. he made some sort of comment about how he expected his tent to be put up and his bed ready for when for him <laughs> when he got to camp because he was biking instead of sagging mm. and you know of course we all jumped in the bus and everyone was like rubbed the wrong way I guess you'd say mm. 
So we get to our camp, we put up our tents, and we still had enough time and energy. We're like, you know what? We're going to put up this guy's tent for him. And you might think that that was a very nice gesture, but we accidentally, on purpose, put his tent directly over <laughs> a bunch of, like, <laughs> tree roots in the yard we were staying in. So, Ooh. <laughs> and am I sorry today? Maybe a little bit, but... This guy, he came in well after dark, right? So we didn't really see him until the next morning. And he was kind of sheepish, sheepishly like, hey, thanks, guys, for putting up my tent. But we also heard him later that day grumbling about, you know, whoever picked that yard to camp in, you know, was kind of a bad choice because oh. he had all <laughs> kinds of bumps and lumps underneath his tent. So we got we got such a good laugh about it. And needless to say, that guy was not on our team after that year. Uh, that's awesome. That's a that's an excellent story. That's exactly the kind of thing. I want to know what it's like to be you on the ride and tell me something funny. You know, like, what is it like? I can't bike on Ragbri. I want to hear what it was like for you to bike on Ragbri. And I don't want to hear you complaining unless yeah. you keep it light. You know? <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. We're yeah. looking for yeah. fun stories, entertaining, you know, from what you've experienced on a Ragbri or even the day before, because we're going to be podcasting every day while we're on the ragbri route so this is gonna be exciting yeah yep that's ex i'm so pumped um yeah we're gonna be recording podcasts in front of an audience every day and from our booth um we just approved the artwork for the booth in the tent so we're gonna have a fully branded tent we're gonna be right next to primal every day so and big grove so we should be pretty easy to spot we are so excited i know we're so excited uh speaking of excited uh who do we have on the show today Yes, equally exciting is our guest today. It is Marley Blonsky from All Bodies on Bikes. Oh, no way. She's so awesome. Uh, have you seen the short film that she did? Oh, my gosh, yes. So, listeners, if you haven't watched this short film, it's called All Bodies on Bike. It was done by uh, the folks at Shimano, and it is, it's short. I think it's like 15 minutes or less, but well worth your time. Yeah, you can easily find it on YouTube. It's, yeah, absolutely. Go If you haven't seen it, go watch it right now. Um, yes. And Marley and Shimano will be on the ride this year on Ragbri. So um, hopefully we'll be hearing more from them beyond the podcast. This is a great teaser for what's to come. For sure. And Marley is the co-founder of All Bodies on Bikes. And their main focus is body size inclusion within the cycling industry, which I think is just really, really cool. So cool and so important. I mean, I just, I hope that every cyclist will feel welcome and included uh, in the sport that I love. And I love that she's promoting that. And it's really sad that some people don't feel that. I feel like, I hope that um, her, work, her work makes a huge impact because I want everyone to feel um, as embraced by the sport as I do. Um, she's a big time adventure cyclist. She does all sorts of crazy adventures in addition to her advocacy. Um, and so she's just a really cool person. Um, yeah. I saw recently on her Instagram, she got a tattoo of a porta potty. I know. Um, oh so my she God. has a fantastic <laughs> sense of humor. Um, yes. and of course she advocates for all bodies on bikes, which is, uh, an amazing cause. So, yes. And that film we were referring to came out in 2021 mm. and, um, it was actually before 2021, 
uh, it was when I first started the Morphology Podcast. So episode mm. seven, I interviewed Marley's co-founder. Her name is Kaylee Kornhauser. Mm-hmm. And she had appeared in an article about bo- body positivity in Bicycling Magazine. So I interviewed Kaylee. And then in 2021, they made this film together, Kaylee and Marley with Shimano. And the rest is history. I mean, they are blowing it up as far as working with cycling industry to become you know size inclusive and just you know getting different adventures set up across the united states so it's 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 a great cause and they're both really good people yeah well i want to chat on about it for ages but i think we should let marley tell the story so um i can't wait to hear more in your interview awesome well let's get to it here's my interview with marley blonsky All right, a very warm welcome to Marley Blonsky. Hey, Marley. Hey, how's it going? Great. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast to uh, let Rag Riders listen to your story and hear about you. I'm so excited. Good, good. Well, uh, (laughs) we're going to get into all kinds of different things, but I wanted to at least address that you describe yourself, and you actually list this on your website as a fat adventure cyclist, an advocate, and an influencer. And I absolutely love that title because it, well, it probably doesn't encompass all of who you are, but wow, that like, right away, I read that and I'm like, I need to know more about this woman. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I've talked about this a lot, so people have probably heard something around this, but um, I use fat just as a neutral descriptor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's my body type. Um, and if I describe myself like that, then it's not harmful when somebody else does. Um, so kind of just like reclaiming that power. Um, the adventure cycling part, I mean, I, I love to go on bike adventures. Mm-hmm. I'm planning some bike packing trips right now for after Ragbri. Um, and if I could just like do that for my job, I would be so happy. Um, <laughs> you kind of do. <laughs> I do kind of, but it's funny The the more this has become my real job, the less time I spend on the bike and oh, the more sure. I spend on the computer. It's, it's a little counter or, uh, counterintuitive, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, I want to get into, uh, one of, well, this is how I learned about you was a film uh, with Shimano called All Bodies on Bikes. But yes. before I do that, I have to tell you, I watched your most recent film called Journey to Unbound. And I was like, cringing, laughing, and kind of like, oh my God, during that film, not because of you, <laughs> not because of you as a person, but because of the rain and the mud and the dirt. And oh my God. So I got to say congrats to you, you know, although you knew you were going to do it from the moment you got on your bike, I could tell you were just like, I'm riding 100 miles no matter what happens. Yeah. And like, do you want to speak to that really quick? Sure. Yeah. You know, it's funny because so I just did Unbound again. So I apparently didn't get enough the first time around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this year they didn't have the time cut off. So in the film, um, you see, you know, I'm really stressed out about making that midway time cutoff. Um, but I had this plan in my head, you know, if they tell me I'm out, I'm still going to keep riding nice. because I know that I'm capable of it. Um, and that's kind of how I approach everything. You know, I might not do it the same way as everybody else. It might not look the same. It might take me twice as long, but gosh darn it, I'm going to do it. And you did it. And I'm talking like it. 
mud, uh, pouring rain, like it was, everything was thrown at you. Not to mention, I mean, for people that don't know what Unbound is, it's an intense gravel ride. It is. Yeah. In the middle of Kansas. Um, it's funny. I, I look at pictures that I took from that ride and there is a legitimate funnel cloud in one of my pictures. And like, I knew it was bad, but you don't really know how bad it is until afterwards. And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I did that thing. Great. Moving on. <laughs> so we'll put the, uh, the link to that film, uh, Journey to Unbound in the show notes, but definitely guys, you need to watch that. But wait, wait till you're done listening to this podcast episode. Yes, please. I mean, honestly, I'm more intimidated for Ragbri than I was for Unbound. Oh, gosh, um, I cannot wait to talk about Ragbri. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just because, like, you know, with those gravel events, I know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. I know that I'm, like, fully dependent on myself. Um, and from what I can tell, Ragbri is a pretty darn well-supported thing. So it's like, I don't even know what to carry on my body, on my bike. Like, I, I really have no idea what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> And you know what's amazing is there are so many people listening to this podcast that are in the exact same boat as you that are like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do 500 miles across Iowa, but I have no idea what I'm doing. So anyway, you're welcome. You're part of a bigger group. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So back <laughs> to back to All Bodies on Bikes. So this is a film from Shimano, which stars you, Marley Blonsky, and then also Kaylee Kornhauser. And yes. last time I looked, the film had over 265,000 views on YouTube, which is phenomenal. It's so wild. Yes, it is so yeah. wild. You know, it's it's really funny. So there's a film festival um, that I kind of joke that All Bodies on Bikes is the film that won't die. And I, I don't want it to because I really, really love it. Really proud of the message and the work that we did. Um, but there's a film festival here in Arkansas this weekend where that film is showing. Mm. And we went down to the local news station yesterday to tell them about it and, you know, to promote promote it and get interest. And on the screen behind us, there was a shot from the film where my shirt is undone and you can see my sports bra. And it just took me back to that moment of it was like 95 degrees when we were filming. I had never ridden with my shirt off or unbuttoned. And I didn't even think like the whole world was going to see this. You know, that was the last thing on my mind. And now like that picture is everywhere. Uh, so it's just funny where life takes you. <laughs> oh, for sure. And, and it has to be a proud moment now. You're like, you know what? Look at me. I'm on yeah. I'm on a billboard or I'm on a big screen. I'm on the news I can do yeah. this. My body did that. My my fat, soft, large body did that. And it's awesome. And nobody cares. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. no, nobody cares about my body, I should say. Yeah, I was going to say. About that we, we did it. <laughs> we, yes, we definitely care about you and the fact that you did. But will you tell the listeners what uh, the, the at least the film All Bodies and Bikes is all about? Sure. Um, so it follows me and Kaylee, who is now the co-founder of All Bodies on Bikes, on a bikepacking trip. Um, so we had been doing a lot of size inclusion workshops and just trying to expand the conversation about size inclusion. Um, and we, we realized we had never gone riding together. Mm. So we went on this route called uh, the Corvallis Coast. It's also known as the Sea to Sea. Um, and it starts in Corvallis, Oregon. It ends at the Oregon coast. Uh, it's 60 miles uh, I forget how much climbing, a lot of climbing. Mm -hmm. It was actually quite the challenging ride. Um, but the film just kind of follows us on this trip and tells the story of what it's like to be a bigger bodied person kind of trying to live in the society that wants us always to be smaller. Mm -hmm. um, so, it, you know, digs into our backstory. Kaylee gets really personal with like, 
you know, her journey of her body. Um, and then it really just ends with kind of this momentous triumph. I don't want to give it away. No spoiler alerts, but it's a very heartwarming. Um, I would say it's family friendly, mm-hmm. one curse word in it. Um, but it's just, it's, it makes you feel good about life and bikes and just being your true authentic self. And I would say my favorite moment is the very end, which now I can't spoil it because you said you weren't going to spoil it. But that is definitely my <laughs> my favorite part. I'm like like cheering. At, well, OK, I'll leave it at that. But um, do you have any favorite moments like during the filming process? Because, of course, you know, you and Kaylee are kind of just, you know, hey, we're going to ride our bikes and we're going to do this adventure. But you probably have a lot of film crew all around you at the same time. Yeah. right? Yeah. So it was wild. So we filmed in July of 2020, and that was still oh, the height of COVID. Right. Um, and at that point, testing wasn't even really widely available. And so as we were talking with the film crew about, you know, how are we going to do this? We all agreed to isolate for a few days before and if we weren't feeling good. So <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but I drove down to Corvallis and I hadn't met the film crew. We had been on a couple phone calls together, but I showed up and it was like these three incredibly attractive men. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, my God. Okay, (laughs) like, this is going to be a really good time. And it was, um, you know, it had been COVID, so I'd been isolated. Uh, I think I had forgotten how to flirt. Um, And so it was just kind of this, like, joyous time to be around other people when I'd been isolated for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, I think another favorite moment was at the very end when we make it to the ocean, um, there's a, a shot of us riding across the bridge to the ocean and they made us film that like 20 times, oh. uh, <laughs> which I was so hangry by that point. Um, but I was like excited to be there. And it's funny cause it had been so hot all day long, both days. And I was like, so excited about swimming in the ocean. And by the time we got there, um, it had actually gotten kind of cold. It was oh, in the fifties. <laughs> But I was so set in my mind that we were going swimming, and we sure as heck went swimming. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that, and then maybe the group ride. We did a group ride in Seattle, um, and that was the first time that I had really organized a group of fat people to ride bikes together. Oh, wow. And so that kind of opened my eyes to the possibility of, like, this could really be something. Yeah. And, um, I, I mean, I, I'm assuming I already know the answer to this, but what kind of feedback have you gotten from that film? overwhelmingly positive. Um, people love it. They see themselves reflected, you know, whether or not they're in a bigger body or not. Um, I think we've all questioned, you know, do I belong here? Mm -hmm. Do I have the right body type for this? So I think people are just excited to see these stories be told. Um, the bike industry loved it. Um, the only negative feedback we got from people was that we took our bikes in the salt water. Uh, no way. Yeah, there were a lot of folks who were up in arms. And so we added like a little disclaimer at the very end that said no bikes were harmed in the making of this film. Like all salt water was washed off. But I don't think people saw that. Oh, my gosh. And what a like such a small thing to be worked up about. But, you know, everyone's got to be worked up about something. But exactly. Yeah. Um, But it's hard to be mad about people just kind of having fun and riding bikes and living their best life. Yeah. And uh, I think it was, I can't remember if it was you or Kaylee, but one of you kind of defined what a cyclist was. And it wasn't, you know, oh, somebody who wears a kit or somebody who goes fast. It's just like anybody who rides a bike is a cyclist. Exactly. And I absolutely love that. She's got this line in it that's like, 
you know, I don't even go fast and look at me, I'm on a movie. And <laughs> it always gets so many laughs and chuckles because it's true. You know, I think so many of us have this image of what a cyclist is. You know, it's somebody who rides the Tour de France and can keep up with a group ride and looks, you know, slim and lean. But really, anybody who rides a bike is a cyclist, mm -hmm. if you want to be. If you don't identify that way, that's fine. It's just a word. Sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I think um, it's, you know, maybe it's just the way that we're built as a society. But I always look at somebody who's better than me and think, well, they're a cyclist or someday I'll be like them. And I think it's, you know, based on what people, you know, just harmless comments. Like I rode my bike across the United States last year, you know, 3,000 wow. plus miles. And still the main comment I get is, well, how many miles did you do a day? And I'm sure yeah. it's, a, it's a harmless comment, but I'm all like, do you does it matter? Like, come on, man. I still rode my bike. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, people just get like, I don't know, they... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know it's a harmless comment, but it's still like in the back of my head going, should I say I did a hundred miles? Should I say I did, you know, we rode it all in one day? I don't know what to say, but <laughs> it doesn't matter because I know what I did and I'm proud of it. But okay, so let's talk about like size inclusion, and I think this is a topic that. Um, happens a lot on Ragbri because, you know, everybody wants to wear the gear for the event. And, you know, there are not necessarily sizes available for everyone. And I'm talking large sizes, but also small sizes. So size inclusion in the cycling industry is definitely something that you're focusing on. Am I right? Yes, 100%. Um, because, I mean, I think we say this, I don't remember if I say it in the film or somewhere else, you can ride a bike wearing anything but you know even thinking about ragbri or some of those longer days your experience is going to be better if you've got padded shorts mm -hmm. or sweat wicking clothing mm -hmm. um and unfortunately they just don't make it for bigger bodies i mean there there are a couple brands out there who do and it's getting better i think as we've brought more attention to this and shown that hey we're out here we're already doing this you know we're doing it in old navy leggings and shirts from walmart um, which just frankly isn't fair. We deserve to have just as much access to equipment and clothing as everybody else. Right. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my, my big push right now. Um, because what I've learned is that people are already riding bikes, bigger bodies. Um, but if we can get them the equipment um, that everybody else already has, it's just going to make everybody happier. And do you feel like the bike industry is actually listening? I do. Um, nice. So. You know, it's interesting. So I, um, I got to be honest, I'm sponsored by Pearl Izumi. I've been with them for about two years. And I was really optimistic at the start of our partnership um, that, you know, we are going to make a bunch more things in their extended sizing. And then um, Pearl was bought by another company. And so a lot of those relationships um, have changed mm. and people have gone to work elsewhere. And so we haven't made quite as much progress as I was hoping um, but tons of other brands are hopping on, uh, you know, Velocio goes to a 3X, um, Rafa doesn't, but that's not really a surprise. But yeah, I think, you know, as size inclusion for non-cycling activities has become more prominent, I think, you know, kind of our little niche stuff has, people are aware that it's an issue. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's slow, but it's, it's definitely getting better. So if you go to allbodiesonbike.com, can you actually purchase items right now, like clothing items? No, not right now. Okay. Um, uh, it, it is interesting, though, because like 
that is one of the things we get requested the most is, hey, can you make a cycling kit? Um, and I went through this entrepreneurship class because my thought was, well, you know, nobody else is doing it. I should just do it. And it's still, it's on the back burner, but it's not my priority right now. Um, I realized that I have zero design sense, mm-hmm. zero design aesthetic. I've, I don't really pay attention to the way things fit me. Like they fit me and I'm like, okay, good, that works. And then I think if you're really going to put out a clothing brand, like you have to be meticulous and detail oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got to find the right partners. Um, but yeah, right now you can buy socks. Um, All right. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> All bodies on bike socks. Go for it. Yes. Good. Okay. So let's talk about RAGBRAI. You have signed up to be part of RAGBRAI this year. We are very excited. I believe you're partnering with, partnering with Shimano, correct? That is correct. Yes. Do you know what you've signed up for? Um, I think so. Okay. To be fair, I'm only riding from the start from Sioux Falls. Is it Sioux Falls or Sioux City? Sioux City. So, I mean, that's an indicator right there that I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but then going uh, from there to Des Moines. So I'll be stopping on Thursday. Um, but my understanding is that I'm riding from city to city and it's kind of a rolling party all week. Very, very true. And uh, what kinds of things do you have planned with Shimano? We're nailing it down right now. The The first thing to be aware of is the expo. Um, I will be at the Shimano Expo booth with All Bodies on Bike swag and some fun giveaways um, from 1 to 3 on Saturday before the ride starts. Um, and then we are working right now to figure out an All Bodies on Bikes day um, where we would kind of meet up informally and all and ride together for anybody who wants to. This year is kind of a a test the waters, see what it's all about, and then hopefully next year come back and do a much bigger activation with our chapters and more people and maybe have a group camp area. But this year it's kind of a test the waters, see what it's all about and how we can be more involved for next year. Okay. And you briefly touched on the fact that you have chapters. Will you get into that? Yeah. Um, So one of the biggest things that people have asked for um, since the film is when are you going to come to my town and lead a ride? And whenever I travel somewhere, I do try and lead a ride or a meetup or something, but I'm only one person. Um, And Kaylee, my co-founder, works for the federal government. She's got a full-time job. Mm. And so we realized that, like, what we're doing, there's nothing inherently – I don't want to say special, but there's nothing – like, you don't need me to do these inclusive, no-drop community rides. And so we put out an application – about a year and a half ago, we got a huge response. We had like 400 applications. Wow. We somehow narrowed it down to 10, has since become 11. But basically, we've got volunteers in 11 different cities um, who are putting on inclusive, um, truly no-drop group rides. They are all across the U.S., and we'll be launching another round of chapters later this year. That is super impressive. And Thank where, you. where can you go to find out, like, if your city has a chapter. Yeah. So just all bodies on bikes.com. And then there's a tab called get involved and oh, you would nice. click on, um, the, uh, local chapters tab. And we try and keep all of our events updated. Um, one of the best things about our chapters is we let them kind of do what their community wants. So for example, um, Kansas city, uh, really wanted to do a mountain bike ride. So they did a mountain bike ride. Um, a bunch of our chapters went bike packing a couple weeks ago. Um, they've done coffee outside. Um, we don't dictate to them how what kind of rides to lead. Um, 
we just, you know, have a minimum. We hope that they do four rides a year. Most of them have already done way more than that, but really just kind of whatever they want and that their community needs. Awesome. And I can, I can feel, you know, that your background in all of those, because you love to do uh, pretty much any sort of terrain, I'm guessing, right? On a bike, oh, like, whether exactly, it's yeah. gravel or, or uh, bike packing or whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah. Any, anytime I'm on two wheels, I'm happy. <laughs> okay. So getting back to actual ragbri, you know, you're going to do, I think you said four days or five days of ragbri, but we're talking like some of those days are 80 miles. I'm nervous. So, and you're with, um, you know, upwards towards 30,000 other people. So like, what do you think a day is going to be like? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I did a I did a similar ish event in Washington called Seattle to Portland. Um, it's only a two day ride, but you camp out at the midway point. And I remember just being like both awestruck and kind of dumbfounded by the number of people, the number of bike setups, um, how early people got up to ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so you know, my my impression is that we we get up, we ride, we go to a midway point, and there's kind of a party atmosphere and. Um, there's lots of beer and popsicles and slip and slides and pools, and then you ride some more and then you camp and then you do it all again the next day. Oh my gosh, you've nailed it. You have okay, nailed it. Okay, perfect. The, the biggest <laughs> difference is, um, especially if you're camping in like a main campground is there are people that start unzipping the zippers to their tents at like 4.30 in the morning. And there are times when you might just be getting to bed at that point, right? So you're like, (laughs) you need to find your people, whether you're a a super early bird or a, you know, I'm going to wait till the crowds go through before I start. Because with Ragbri, there's no actual start line. So you just, when you get up and you're ready to go, you go. And, um, you know, you know your own abilities. If you, if it takes you, you know, whatever, 10 hours to do 80 miles, or it takes you four hours, you kind of can gauge on that. And um, in my opinion, the best part of Ragbri is that there's a town like every 10 to 12 miles. It's just the way Iowa is set up. So if you're tired, you rest. If you are thirsty, you fill up your water bottle. If you're hungry, you know, you whatever you want to do, you can do or you can skip the town. Although I would highly, I think- rec- highly recommend not doing that. I think honestly, that's going to be my biggest challenge. I am incredibly good at wasting time. Uh, (laughs) So uh, I think my goal is going to be to not necessarily limit my stopping, but just to be mindful of how much time I'm spending at each stop um, and to make sure I give myself enough time to do the ride. Um, I'm a little nervous about, you know, the distance, uh, the how's the air quality been? Is that going to be an issue we are back to a normal good iowa air quality so that is gone unless there's going to be more wildfires in our future we are in good shape now let's cross our fingers for none um and hopefully you know some good weather and i'm just excited i it's funny i used to do a lot of bike touring and the first couple days always feel a little rough but then you get into the groove and it's like you get to the end and you just don't want to stop so that's kind of what i'm hoping happens so here's an interesting question that not every ragbri rider even has to think about. But um, you're a celebrity now. So people are going to recognize you. They're going to know that you're on ragbri. So like, how does that feel these days where you can go somewhere and somebody knows who you are? Oh, it's so weird. 
uh, <laughs> I was flying out to Colorado last week for a, a photo shoot, which also sounds crazy that I can say that. <laughs> uh, and I was recognized on both legs of my flight and at the Denver airport. Um, and I'm just like, all I do is ride my bike. I'm not that special. But somebody was telling me about, you know, they put a lot of folks will put license plates on their bikes that say like where they're from and their name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's kind of a double-edged sword for me because um, people will recognize me. And <laughs> I mean, I probably will. Um, but I'm also, I, I love to ride solo. So I think that this week is going to be a little bit of a challenge to my like social battery because um, people are going to want to talk the whole time, which is fine. But it's going to be a challenge. And I definitely agree with you on that as far as like your um, your battery, as far as mental status, because you are surrounded by bikes the entire day. It makes the day go faster because the people watching is great. And um, it's definitely example of all bodies on bikes, but it's also a good example of all bikes like you've got the people riding big wheels you've got the guys who are rollerblading you've got fat bikes and e-bikes and you know super fast bikes so it's a little bit of everything I'm really excited for that um because I think it it really is going to be just a showcase of humanity on bikes oh yes well said yeah and so here you are first time rag briar and you know you have a, a tiny bit of a feeling of man can I do it will I do it of course I'm going to do it any advice you'd give out to somebody else who's feeling the same oh gosh I don't know I I would turn that on you what advice do I need to know uh because I, I really don't know okay um, so I mean I, I will okay, actually well, I'm, sorry, gonna, go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna this is a this is something I tell everyone who's doing a long distance route for the first time. And you actually said it in the Unbound film that you just think of every segment as 10, 10 miles. You can do mm. 10 miles uh, all day long mentally, right? Yes. You just yes. can. You get done. You rest. All right, I'm going to do another 10. I'm going to do another 10. That's how Ragbri is every day. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. I think my other advice for long distance, if you haven't tackled it before, is just keep eating and drinking all day long. Mm. Um, you know, when you feel sad, eat something. You're probably not actually sad. Your blood sugar is just low. Um, you know, just doesn't have to be big things, but, you know, just sip, sip, nibble, nibble all day long. Yes. And you will, if you forget, right, you go to bed, like maybe you're a little bit dehydrated. Your next day is going to be miserable because you didn't... <laughs> Your yesterday you didn't protect the today you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the other thing, too, is um, and I've heard this about Ragbri a lot, um, is that it's 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 a party. Um, so just knowing your limits, um, you know, a lot of the gravel events are, too, and there's lots of beer flowing. Um, so just being smart and knowing that you've got to get up and ride your bike the next day. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yes. Um, and Shimano is there. They have, I, hopefully everybody knows the name Shimano because in Iowa, at least, I don't know if you ride your bike with, um, clip in sandals. Do you by chance? Uh, <laughs> or you probably will this year. <laughs> I am this year. Yeah. Shimano is giving them to all of us and I am so excited for it. Like ultimate, uh, bike nerd footwear, I think. It is the best because it's nice and airy, but it still has, you know, the clip on the bottom. It's your toe kind of sits in the sandal a little bit. So you're, you're not going to like stub your toe or get your foot caught in the pet. You know, like a lot of people will think just weird things about, you know, it's not flip flops. It's actual sandals that are secure on your feet. 
but it's like one of the uh, defining factors of kind of a, a Midwest cyclist is when you, you know, cruise on down the road and you see like 15,000 people wearing Shimano sandals. So a huge oh. shout out to Shimano. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, Meredith Miller, uh, who runs the sports marketing for Shimano, texted me the other day and said, what's your shoe size? We're getting everybody sandals. And I just wrote back like SPD sandals, like so excited. So <laughs> It'll be great. Maybe we could do a, a like a group photo of everybody in their Shimano sandals and just do a foot picture. Oh, that would be great. Uh, how it could can... be a little a little weird, but it could we, be great. It, it is a little bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> I actually I take one every year because um, the other thing about Shimano sandals is they leave the best tan lines. Yeah. So I'm not a big fan of feet, but it's kind of a fun photo. So. Before we go, are there any other like sponsors or shout outs or anything else you want to share with the listeners? Um, if you get a chance, look at my bike. I'm super excited. I'm going to be on a Cannondale Synapse mm. and I just got the new Shimano 105DI2, which is like the electronic shifting, um, but in kind of the more entry level price point, it's still expensive. I'm not going to lie, um, but I'm really excited. Electronic shifting is a game changer. So it's a game changer, but uh, you know, on a side note, make sure you keep that thing charged. Yes. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Good. I, I'm still trying to figure out what to wear. Um, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of cycling kits. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll wear bibs, but I'm trying to figure out what I wear on the top. You know, do people dress up in costumes or what should I expect in, for that? I would say, uh, I don't think I can throw percentages, but there are of course a ton of people that wear kits, but there's also tank tops there's also um, a lot of the teams will do fun you know wear kilts with uh, crazy shirts uh, Hawaiian shirts really the cool thing about Ragbri is anything goes so mm. whatever you're comfortable in and you can handle being in heat all day that's what you should wear I'm so excited yay good okay tell us one more time because um, you have several websites that are fabulous that people need to go to will you share them Yes. So allbodiesonbikes.com um, has all the info about All Bodies on Bikes and our chapters. We've got some resource guides out there. And then my personal website is just marleyblonsky.com. Um, and I've got all sorts of good stuff out there, too. More of my personal, I guess, clothing recommendations for bigger people um, and a blog that I've had for going on 10 years now. Wow. So you can read up on all my old adventures. <laughs> yes. And for sure, you need everyone needs to watch both the films. Are, are you in more than two films? Yeah. Um, there's a one called Gra- uh, Gravel, A Love Letter Ooh. that I'm in. Um, and then there was a PBS show um, called Oregon Field Guide that was also really good. That one's a little bit more harder to find, but I've got that linked on my website as well. Okay. So everybody needs yeah. to go to marleyblonsky.com, All Bodies on Bike, and check out Marley Blonsky. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and I will speak on behalf of all the Ragbri writers. We will not overwhelm you with asking for <laughs> autographs, although I probably will. And uh, we'll... I love taking selfies. Okay, um, good, I'm good. Super friendly. People should totally come up to me and say hi because I love that. And so. I will. This is kind of a spoiler alert, but um, we will. The Just Go Bike podcast will be uh, right next to you at the expo. So um, we maybe will sneak you away for five minutes and have you on our uh, live podcast just to say hey to the world. That sounds awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Marley. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. 
listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just just go bike. bike!